House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Bill, you're coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast. House of Run at gmail.com is our email address. I'm Kevin. He's Jason. You're back to work now. Is that right, Jace? Yeah, back the last two weeks now. So it's, uh, yeah, weird. <laughs> it was a long pause. It's like, well, it's, yeah, you know, it's because it's like, I don't mind working for a living, you know, like that's that's a thing I do. Uh, but it's weird how quickly you could just go back. And even though things are very different in a lot of ways right mm-hmm. now, you're still like, oh, yeah, this. Okay, well, <laughs> we're doing this again. Just becomes very, very like regular old day, you know, while you're at work at least. Okay. How crowded are the casinos? Not very. Um, you know, they, they have things set up so every you know, everything's kind of distanced as much as possible and all the all the gaming, you know, is either like every other seat or, you know, pretty spread out. Uh, marks all over the floor for everything. A little bit of a crowd last night for UFC. Um, but, uh, not, not too bad. And they kind of like took out seats and stuff too, to try to prevent people from, you know, sitting too close to each other. But are masks required? Masks are required by all, yeah, employees and guests and everybody. Okay. Do you have and a... they shut down all the bars and... Okay. So it's really weird. Do you have a like, special I... mask? Do you have like a UNLV mask or a no, y- Ramalia uh, mask? <laughs> a friend of mine sent me a Cubs mask. Um, okay. which was, which was very cool. So I've, I've been sporting that a lot. We're not suppo- supposed to wear designed masks as employees. Um, you know, cause yeah. corporate world, am I right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Wow. So it's just, you know, it's just, uh, it, it's, it's weird. It's, you know, being back, like it's just a very strange thing, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a hard to get, hard to kind of put into words. I'm sure there's plenty of people listening who are, working in some aspect or you know when you go out somewhere but it's weird i guess for the people going on vacation i totally get the idea like hey a vacation always sounds nice especially when the world's on fire but you're going to another place where the world's still on fire and it's like hey can i go to a bar to get a drink nope all the bars are closed so you gotta wait for a waitress to do this and all the these are canceled and you know like it's just it's, Wait, it's, so these people are the the people that you're referring to that are on vacation are they people from the united states mostly or people from oh other yeah countries okay yeah main, mainly california and they're, su- and they're surprised um, they're surprised that there's these strict regulations yeah pretty much i mean maybe it's maybe it's the thought of like vegas and anything goes aspect mm-hmm. like i i mean if you like looked it up for two seconds you would know that's not the case but like i i'm guessing that's the thought where you know, California has been more shut down than Nevada has been yeah. so far. Um, so I think it's like, hey, Nevada's right there. Let's go. Let's go do that. But um, yeah, there's still it, it's not a it's not a regular vacation. Everybody was with Jared Leto on that island. Yes. For an extended period of time. And they just came <laughs> back. They still have no idea what's going on. It's like, huh? What? Are you telling me there's some sort of virus? I was just hanging out with the second best pre, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> come back here, and now I cannot go to the bar. I have to wait for a waiter or a waitress. This is ridiculous. Well, we have a lot to talk about. 
We do. On the show. We have a lot of songs to play. <sighs> some some ironically and some unironically. Let's start first with this Women's 5000. We talked about last week another crazy fast Women's 5000 with Bowerman, right? And it was just a week later. Yep. We didn't even know that this race was happening. I, I speculated about it just because Schweizer and Julian had run that 1500. And I thought, yeah, they're going to do another meet this year. They're probably going to try to get the 5,000 meter record because if their teammates are running 1440s and the American record is 1434, uh, we could see something fast. So it came together or it was announced later on in the week that Schweizer and Houlihan would be going for it. Uh, the American record that is on the women's side of things and the men's side, you'd have a race featuring Mohamed and Lopez Lamont. We'll get to that one in a second. And I know, hey, that's a 1247. <laughs> that probably should be, I don't know, equal billing. But I want to talk about Houlihan and Schweizer first. 14.23, Jason, for Houlihan, and 14.26 for Schweizer. They had really good pacing, as expected, throughout this race. Yep. But Houlihan went to the lead, or she was in front after everybody dropped out with about... A little more than three laps to go, if I'm if I'm recalling this correctly, and she kept her foot on the gas. Schweizer tried to pass with 600 to go, and maybe Shelby had a little bit of a flashback from indoors for the indoor 3K when she let up the lead, and she's like, uh, uh-uh. and Schweizer had to pass again a little later, and Shelby said, uh, uh-uh. uh, all totaled, she went these last three laps, 68, 65. 65.8, so you can round that up to 66 if you want. And then 61.4 on the close for for Houlihan to just obliterate her record. And then Schweizer, just a few seconds behind. Most of that was just on that last lap. She could not keep pace with, with Houlihan, but she gets a 20-second PR. Houlihan gets Good a consolation prize. <laughs> I mean... I thought high. I, I thought I thought they were going to go fourteen twenty eight, fourteen twenty nine. So I, I am surprised. I am surprised that they went this quick. But I guess that's just the theme with these things: is whatever you think is going to be the time, just chop off ten seconds, chop off fifteen seconds, and that's what it's going to be. Yeah, we we talked about a bit last week just how big of an advantage these kind of races are for just like purely like time trial type things. And mm-hmm. I think I was going back and forth like, hey, well, there's the you know, there, there's the benefit, obviously, of just like running with people you know, kind of a low pressure situation, almost perfectly paced, all of that. But you know, no one had run this year, really. Like that was their first like real race, mm-hmm. and then you do it a week later, and it's like, oh yeah, like this is, it's it's surprising. I mean, fourteen twenty three is is extremely extremely good. It's like a top what like twenty five time all time, um, mm-hmm. and, and Schweizer right behind, but it's. I definitely think it is like, man, like you cannot really as good as like the regular time trial races are that are set up to run fast. This has just like, there's no downside to this, right? There's no pressure basically at all because there's no, there's no loss in if it, if it doesn't work out, then whatever. I was just racing my teammates. Like you have, you know, great, great rabbits who actually have like, you know, vested interest in what you're doing and, and like everyone's on the same page and it's just, it's set up so well. And I I think we had 
an email or two that kind of talks about that point, you know, just, hey, what, how much should, how seriously should we take these kind of records and, and everything like that? Like, hey, they're, I mean, technically they're a race and it was full of, well, at one point there was like eight runners, but then, yeah. they, you know, four of them finished. Um, it's insanely impressive, but it also is, it's a, it's a weird thing because I just don't know fully how to process these, these times, I guess. The end result isn't that much different than when Alan Webb broke the American record in the mile. Do you remember that race? Yeah. It was, it was him. I, someone said this line, and it was really funny. I don't remember who, so I'm, I, I apologize. I don't give credit. But it was Alan Webb and a whole bunch of trees in the middle of Belgium. Basically, that's what it was, right? I mean, it was a pure time trial, 100% set up for him, and he got the American record, right? And yep. do we think about that? any differently we might think about it in the context of webb's career of oh this is this is when his fastest time came but it's still the american record no one's disputing yes. the fact that he has the american record but this is different we talked about this last week and i talked about it a little more during the week on on the flow track podcast when we found out it was going to be Hulahan and schweizer actually putting their name on this we're going for the american record yeah it's it's mid to late season but you get to do a time trial normally these sorts of things are set up for win may at peyton jordan right yeah in the united states it's the teammates that you're familiar with you're right they're all on the same page they're they stop running and they're literally cheering for you right uh, on the side of the track it's the depth to be able to have another person to push you while you're still on american record pace right and even though schweizer was behind her those moves she's on her shoulder yeah i mean that's that's something, right? And and Shelby did, and Shelby was able to turn off her mind completely for the first what thirty eight hundred meters of this race, uh, thirty six hundred meters of this race. So she got they got her there inside a mile, right? And it was all set up. It was all perfect. Um, so yes, a hundred a hundred percent. This is like this is tapping into something that hasn't been explored fully and now and we saw it again there's been some instances in europe right but in the united states we saw it at the end of last year with the woody kincaid sub 13 and then lemong mm. and central running s- super fast on this setup uh time trial effort we saw it again a couple weeks ago and now we're seeing it here you're a you're a baseball guy right jason yes i, I consider myself a baseball guy you've known you've been known to throw the old red and white around i don't know is that what the seams <laughs> on the baseball or red yeah the old red and white i like it okay but, but let's just think of this as this effort as like a uh a, a pitching staff trying to get through nine innings here right so you mm. start off right you have nine people on the race in on the starting line or something right four five okay. six seven or eight seven whatever okay that that's simulating a real race right and they're in, obviously they're in their uniforms they have official timing they don't have fans there although i did see people on the gate watching so that was that that was something, right? And then you, but but then here's what you get: you get uh, Colleen Quigley, one of the best steeplers in the world, pacing for you. That's yep. your that's that that that's your starter, right? So, and you have all these other women around who are high quality women to the fact that they can run through three thousand at eight forty seven, eight forty eight on pace, right? Okay, so you get through the first couple innings. I don't know if my analogy is out of date at this point or incorrect but they're so deep right they're so deep that then the woman who ran 1448 two weeks ago elise cranny is able to hop in and do a couple innings there too right she's able to get them from from uh 3000 
through another 600 meters, which is a key bridge, right? And oh, then, yeah. then you can unleash Houlihan. Then you can unleash Schweizer coming out of the bullpen, whatever it is, right? They're, they're like, they are Schumacher's group. This group is, is, is so deep that they just have an embarrassment of riches that when they want to do something like this, when they want to feature their top gun, they can put her in the best possible position to succeed. And I think that's why you see 1423.92 here and a 1426 from Schweizer, right? It's that whole gr- it's a collective group too here. It's not Shelby's great. And like every everybody knows Shelby's great, right? But this doesn't happen if it's just she's in a one person training group, right? And then she right. get, she shows up at a high school and goes to run. Like that, that it, it doesn't happen without all these other pieces around it. I don't think. No, I th- I think you're absolutely right and Much I mean like she's still baseball. Ra- <laughs> <laughs> she still ran the time, you know, like so you have to run the time and every PR is subject to what happened in that race and the weather being right and a hundred other things. And yeah. granted this is <clears throat> a very even more perfect version of this. You know, it's it's not quite breaking two, but it's 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 in that yeah. Yeah, yeah, closer yeah. to that realm. But you still do it. And also, I, I could totally get it if this was a regular season, if this was the middle of 2019, and instead of going to a Diamond League meet, they were putting on this meet where it was just like a super specific setup time trial to break the American record. You could still go, okay, well, whatever, you're doing it. But th- this is the only option. So yeah. it's like, I get you can go, hey, how seriously should we take this or whatever? But it's like, it's either this or nothing. Uh, I'm going to take this, and you still have to run 1423. Inspiration games. So, yeah, like I, yeah. I mean, so it's past week. You take your pick. Yeah, so I like. I mean, it's and it's super fortunate, and you know what? If if a Kenyan group wants to get together and make some obscene run at like you know 1230s, then do it. All right, sign do me it. up. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 do that right now. Um, but it's a big advantage. But man, it's still you. Ha- you have to do it. Hulahan looked fantastic, and I do think for both Hulahan. I mean, Schweizer looked amazing too. But just the way Hulahan can finish during a fourteen twenty three is what makes her just next level special. Um, but I still think it's a huge advantage for both of these runners to have fourteen twenty three, fourteen twenty six in your pocket. And so when a, you get into a race with some just absurd athletes some hassans and the like you can if they take off you can actually go oh you know what actually i can run 1420 yeah, like that's yeah. to have that to know that you've been there before is like going to make them better i think yeah i mean safan hassan's pr is 1422 right yeah and of course it's much more difficult to do that in a regular race but like I said sometimes you know you get I mean, it happens on the men's side in particular every year in like the 5K where it's just one of those races where you get eight dudes under 13 or five guys, you know, 1240 something like it where it's just this absurd thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that's a huge advantage too to just get in a group where you're literally running in a group of guys running 1249 like that. That's pretty, that's pretty hard to emulate even with, with perfect basing and everything. Yeah. But I do think some of those races could be obviously improved they leave they definitely leave some time on the table well that one last year or not last year two years ago right in brussels the i think that's the one you're referring to the stupid fast one yeah Kajelka played that 
rabbit role perfectly, even though he was in the race. And they all benefited from the fact that he kept his foot on the gas in those later Ks. And then they were able to – they uh, Borrega and Gebrowet, if I'm remembering, blew by him in the end. But that – yes, that was the – perfect combination of factors before we go any further though let's uh let's play the song let's play the american Abs- record song for, for Shelby Hohan. missed it hey man did you see that record no not a world but an american record maybe it was a world record too it was the best performance by an American citizen or a relay team composed of American citizens and an athletics event within the United States or abroad. Hey man, did you see that American record? Well done, as always. We'll get to a different song a little later when we talk about the inspiration games. But uh, any, any any other notes on the women's side of things before we go to the men's 5K? No, I don't think so. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah I don't know what it predicted at the time, but like that's basically what I expected to happen was Hulahan to take it back. Um, I just, you know, think, I, I, I think this just, it's it's developed this cool rivalry between the two. Schweizer is like just stepped it up like so many notches over the past few it's months kind of nuts yeah it's it, nuts. It's, yeah she she is just you know went from fine runner to just like oh wow okay yeah she's she's a, a player in this um which is which is awesome so it's 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 going to be really really interesting and you know i mean you were as high on the the uh Hulahan humvee as anybody mm-hmm. um so it has to make you feel pretty good well, I, I didn't – this is faster than I thought. And again, you just you, – you use the formula with these time trials. You take what you think they're going to run and then subtract a whole bunch of seconds because that's what happened in the men's race. I did not have Mohamed running 12.47. I did not. 12.57, sure. Even 12.54 you probably could have sold me on. But 12.47, that's top time – top 10 all-time performer right yeah. there. Mo and Ahmed. this is good karma for being the best rabbit ever. It made me think, though, he did have a lot of help in here, but what if Mohamed paced Mohamed? Oh, man, that's the dream. How much faster could he have gone? <laughs> I, need to, I need to ask him that uh, at some point. Lamong held on, and Lamong ran 12.58, so he, he was there. He was in it, and then he got dropped, and it almost seemed like, oh, man, he's going to run 14 minutes. He looked like he was, <laughs> it was completely falling apart, but then everyone thought, oh, man, he still has a shot at sub-13. He still has a shot at sub-13, because, I mean, in retrospect, you're thinking – is he going to break the American record? Is he going to run twelve fifty three? Could he stay just within five seconds of a med? He, he, I bet he, I bet he thinks that now. Like, oh man, I didn't realize how close I was to that, um, to that American record. But they stayed together through. Was it? There was some. It's like six seven hundred to go. Yeah, that range. Well, at forty two hundred, they were right with each other. So yeah, and then right. it was it was somewhere in the like not quite hard. exactly at the bell or not the bell, but the second to last lap. Like it was. 100 or so into that second to last lap that Ahmed just started turning it on. And yeah, I mean, you think, you know, LeMong went through 4,200 at 1050. So he's, you know, if he can go 61, 61, he's, he's right there. But yeah. um, that's oh, not necessarily easy to do when you're, no. you know, uh, running like that. And then Ahmed just looks so good. I mean, he's, he is, 
another guy. I mean, twelve forty seven. Yeah, I I thought you know Ahmed was really good, and he had run twelve fifty what six seven. Yeah, high twelve fifties. Like yeah, 1250s. so I mean, which is which is very very good, and it was like yeah, this guy's legit, and he was he finished what fourth or fifth, in in worlds, right? Ah, uh, he medaled. He medaled. Oh, he did medal. Yeah, did of course medal. he yeah, did. Yeah, he medaled. That Jesus. was the first one. Yeah. Um, so he was already great, but then I did twelve forty seven is just one of those times you don't think it's gonna happen too often. Like you said, top ten all time. Um, and it was again, all those perfect conditions and everything like that. Um, but he ran twelve forty seven. Like yeah. that's 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 enough for me. Well, he never really had his shot because he was always helping everybody else. And that's that's the thing, right? But when when Woody Kincaid runs sub thirteen, he's probably thinking, "Okay, well, I can run ten seconds faster than that, right?" No disrespect to his team; his teammate had a great day, right? But he's probably thinking, "If I get this chance, I'm going to be able to run that quick, right? Or I'm going to I'm going to at least be in that ballpark, and then maybe magic can happen for me." Um, did you see his last three, his last two laps? Oh yeah, fifty nine four and then fifty seven four. He ran rough estimate. Right? He ran his last mile in three fifty seven. And dared anybody to stay with him, and nobody did. (laughs) Yeah, that was. I mean, he just looks insanely strong. And uh... both, so both of these were interesting because when he was pacing for other people, he stayed on really late, and it was he's stepping off just out of courtesy. He probably could keep going. This one, both for the men and the women, it was. Oh man, they're running so fast. The pacers just are flying off the track, or they're just moving out to the outside lanes, and and starting to 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 jog. So, both Houlihan and Ahmed did did the work over the last couple laps. In, oh in yeah, both these scenarios. Like Jager went through Jager. How far did Jager get him? Jager got him to oh thirty four hundred, and then yeah, and then it, so that it was just those two the last mile. Maybe he got him a little farther, but that. Definitely, he was off by thirty eight hundred. So, but the benefit you get from all that other stuff is almost like pacing a marathon, right? Through to thirty k, and then Elliot Kipchoge is like, "All right, get out of my way." Yeah. I'm like, I'll take. I'll take. The, I'll take the last uh, last part from here, guys. Yeah, it was mighty impressive um, for both him. And, I mean, both Ahmed and Lamong, who remember almost made an Olympic team in two thousand and eight in the eight hundred, and then made it in the fifteen hundred. <laughs> In 2008. Uh, that's that's absurd. Well, it, it was a Canadian record, and I don't know if you remember, the, the running page gave us the Canadian oh, record wrap. The wrap, yeah. Should we play it? Do we have that? I do. I, I just, I just found, found it in the inbox. So, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a full, full of songs episode. Can you believe what just went down? It involved running around. It was a Canadian record. And no, it's not absurd. They ran with a good fight. They ran with all their might. Ran by a woman or man, it pumped up Canadian fans. Let's not forget about the relay because they didn't come to play. What about that jump or throw? It was a spectacular show. Ran here, there, a Canadian fair. Canadian citizenship is a must to give those old records a bust. Peace. Save your loonies and toonies. That's it from the running page. I forgot about that. Right? I was just like, I know we have. Uh, we I, I, we also had Aaron send us an actual song that he thought should be it, but then, uh, then Paige came, came with that. Yeah. Well, people were asking on Twitter why why is a North American record not getting as much attention as an American record? And mm. someone that's mentioned, well, that's cuz House of Run doesn't have a song for North American record. <laughs> so, 
I know Aaron's been busy. He sent us a great song f- for this week. But if he wants to make a scooter. North American record, or sorry, scooter. My apologies, yeah. scooter. Um, they're both from Kansas. They're both really nice. I mean, how do you how do how do you tell one from the other? <laughs> so we we don't have a North American song, and the reason why Americans don't care about North American records. Or why I don't even think Canadians care about North American records because why do they exist? That's why we don't care. Yeah, continental records uh, just don't have the same same feel to them. I, out, I mean, they absolutely they absolutely make sense that they, hey, this is a bigger deal obviously than a national record. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't have the same feel. I don't know. Agreed. Agreed. All right, let's go to the inspiration games. Yeah, shall we? So. We got the fast times out. Now we get the weird stuff in. <laughs> Nothing was stranger than Noah Lyles running 1890 in the 185-meter <laughs> dash. Did you see this live tape? Uh, I saw it taped. Um, I wish I would have seen it live because it's uh, obviously just one of those <clears throat> completely absurd things. Um, even watching the tape, knowing what was going to happen, how quickly he finishes the turn when you see the <laughs> other guys. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's You're just like, wait, wait. And, and the announcer's talking about it. He's like, he is so far ahead. And then when it crosses, it, and credit to the announcer, I guess, you know, 18.9 is obviously so absurd that you have to go with the something's wrong. Yeah. But I wonder if, like, he had run, like, 19.1. Yeah, yeah. What What's your, re- like, where is the cutoff to where your reaction goes, like, holy crap, versus, like, uh, what? Yeah. I don't know if this is. So I'm glad he, like, immediately was just like, that can't be right. Like, yeah. this is just, which, you know. It's as great as Noel Lyles is. If he had run eighteen nine right here, that would have been been very fun. I it would have wouldn't, enjoyed that. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have surprised me to for him to beat Martina and Lamet by that much. So I thought I thought the clock just stopped incorrectly. I didn't think it right started at at the incorrect line. Do you think Lyles believes it even for a second? I don't. I don't think so. Just because the way he like when he crossed, there was no reaction. It didn't seem like yeah. You know, like, like, whereas you think, like, he might have been, like, looking around at least, like, kind of like, yeah, some someone verify this for me or something. Um, you know, and I'm guessing he has a pretty good idea of what kind of shape he's in. Well, he just ran a wind dated 9.93 in the 100. So, yeah, to go from that to beating the same bolt record by almost three tenths would have into been a, a headwind, a hell of a week of training. Yeah. Into a, into a pretty decent headwind. So just fix some technical things. He actually, he actually went out in nine ninety three, and uh, his negative, <laughs> negative split was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, just it's, you know, it's a bummer that it happened. Luckily, luckily it happened at this type of meet as opposed to like a real, would have competition had a real well i guess if they all ran I mean, I guess, 85 yeah, yeah you couldn't really figure like, he wouldn't have been lined up wrong if he wasn't by himself most likely um just just really strange but kind of kind of hilarious yeah it sucks that we finished third in the meet now because yeah wrong so that's the first when's the last time no allows his place third we mm. have to go back pretty far it's, it's a good it's a good point uh but it was because there's never been 185 measured and timed officially before we should play the angry world record song which is probably all of our emotions after that debacle do we have that one now you're just you're like a absolutely morning morning show dj you yeah <laughs> you, got, you got, got this drop jess and here we are coming in at number three <laughs> noah lyle's 185 meter record 
a person do a thing that no one's ever done? Higher, faster, farther, more points ever than earned. Thanks to Josh again. Oh, yeah. Good work, Josh. That was perfect for that record. People in the beginning were like, oh, it's too angry. Don't don't take the world, old world record song away. But now we have an appropriate song for, for moments uh, like that. Uh, Allison Felix won, yeah. the women's, won the women's 150, uh, beat Shawnee Miller-Weibo and <laughs> Mujinga Kambunji in a distance that I cannot tell you anything about other than she ran faster virtually than two other people yeah which i mean if anything i would have thought hey allison felix like i i was you know in my bold predictions i had her making the 400 team if not winning 400 i can't remember one of those two Mm, um that's a good i thought her 150 days you know and hey this is a ridiculous weird meet but shawnee miller was in it Mm -hmm. and you know, Shawnee Miller went 50.5 or whatever last week, which is slow for her, but fast for most people. Um, she ran into a wind, Miller Weibo, right? Did Felix... Yeah, I don't win? know what all of the wins ended up being, but even then, like, like I said, this is not just... Uh, her running 150 right now, even her at 200, I would have been like, this isn't, you know, meant for her anymore. Um, but that's like a good sign overall. I don't think it's like telling us something really really substantial but i think that's uh that's pretty pretty interesting did you just say a few seconds ago that you thought allison felix's 150 days were over i did <laughs> it's a bold statement our, shouldn't all of our 150 days be over they should um but uh yeah it, it just just you know like where i would just be like oh why is she you know even running that that seems that seems like 10 years ago felix yeah well they needed to get get people together and they needed to warmed up for the three by 100 which closed out the meet it's true, Which, and she ran a good leg with that too. Don't you think the three by one hundred would have been better if that was virtual too? Like each person on the team. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, we got to figure out the logistics the on that. I have received the stick. <laughs> you have to audibly communicate whether when you have. Yeah, just. And then someone throws another. Or wait, yeah, I guess you could just hold the baton, right? But you can't go. Uh, yeah, the U.S. got the win on that one. Netherlands, tough last pass there. To, yeah to, to shippers which uh man that's a lot of work getting your getting your cameras and your wi-fi set up just have a bad pass on, on the third one there for the virtual meet here who else oh the 100 yard not very fast not very fast no degrass no. degrass gets a win though big headwind um they were all together though which was cool they all were in the same spot that's which, true if given the choice, after going through a couple of these meets now, if given the choice, I like people competing in the same spot, I gotta mm, say. It's yeah. bold. I've seen enough at this point. It's a bold take, but yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Um, 968 into a like negative three point something. Um, What's up with this wind? Yeah, yeah, so just not a, I mean, not meant for fast, but probably wouldn't have been super fast anyway. Um, but yeah. Do you know what's been crazy consistent is the Portland weather, right? Because you'd think any sign of a heat wave or any sort of wind, they would call that thing off and say, yeah, we're not going to go sign up to a time trial and then 
Right. Ooh, 13, 18. Good job. No, like, there's no, no, no point. All the hype just goes away. But the Portland weather has been clutch. Now, that's summers in the, the Northwest for you. Pretty, pretty consistently good weather. But there's been rainstorms, obviously, during Olympic trials around this time. And, and the wind can can kick up. But, man, they orchestrated some perfect weather there in Portland. Not so much in Florida, where they started at the wrong starting lines and had massive headwinds. <laughs> Yeah, let's just turn him around because you know if you give Andre DeGrasse like plus 3.8, we're seeing something special. Yeah, seven second hundred. <laughs> exactly. 100, 100 feet. They just totally mismarked. <laughs> well, if they do these meets overseas, which looks like they're still doing because sports are happening overseas, Monaco is in a couple weeks. It's like yeah. August, August, the Diamond League starts, and Noah Lyles is apparently running. <laughs> And I think I think he'll run something fast over there. Now that he's had he's had some short distance work, he's run the hundred, he's run the one eighty five, so he's ready for the two hundred at this point. That's the thing is you have to work your way up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. jump over hundred, two hundred. That's twice the distance. That's like yeah. a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Well, he really worked on his finish. No, his his late early finish, his late <laughs> end phase, his early beginning to his ending of his race. There, something yeah. like that. That's what yeah, they call absolutely. It. That's. All right, we got a lot of emails to get to. We do. Um, we got some songs. We got all sorts of stuff. Uh, Justin from Denver wrote in Shelby Humvee Houlihan. That is all. Yes. What uh, else can you say? All. Right. <laughs> you literally do not need to add anything else. Let's go to not brother Colin. He says these yeah. BTC. Oh, this is the email you referenced earlier. These BTC time trials have been very impressive, and it's cool to see the numbers they produce. But they're kind of reminiscent of when Devin Booker scores 70 against the Celtics. Sorry for breaking the NBA talk rule. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, but I think, yeah, I, I think, you know, we, I mean, we discussed it already, obviously, but like, I think you, you can say what it is, but you can also, I mean, most, like I said, most PRs are running in, in great conditions. I mean, the, the 2012 800 Olympic final, I was pretty fortunate that David Risha dragged everybody to national right. records and personal best, right? I mean, like, yeah. that worked out really well. I get that just happened, and it's much more satisfying when it just happens as opposed to everything's, like, orchestrated perfectly. And I'm not going to say it's a perfect thing, but uh, I'm all for watching people run, like, record-setting times. Well, and compared to virtual competition, which is the <laughs> other option that we have right now, yeah, this is, this is flat-out bold, what they're doing. They're sticking their necks out there a little bit and saying... <laughs> We're going for the American record, and we're scheduling this whole meet so we can get, try to get the American record. And if we don't, we did not meet our goal. That's pretty – that's commendable, I feel like, from a from an athletic perspective. And and you mentioned it before. I mean, there, we, we get – every year we get at least a couple of these races where, hey, this race is almost specifically set up for so-and-so to set this record. Yeah, but the difference is even with this, Webb, even with Webb. No, I mean this is like you said. This takes it another level beyond. Not quite breaking well, two, but somewhere yeah. between. Well, just because their team, right? Their team is so big that they're able to do this, and they don't need to leave their hometown to do it. And because of the conditions of the pandemic, it creates the perfect. I don't, you know, almost like excuse or or pretext to do these sort of things. Yeah. Because what else are they going to do? I guess they could right. go. You could say, "Hey, why aren't they inviting the group formerly known as the Nike Oregon Project over, or the Oregon Track Club?" And hey, let's all meet in Portland and let's run this 5K. They could do that, I guess. 
right? But they're not going to travel far. And I don't think it's – if they can accomplish what they want to accomplish doing it like this, like it would have been awesome if Coco was in that race, right? Oh, for or, sure. Or, or if Safan Hassan was in that race. But I'm not going to sit here and say – two to three awesome runners not running against each other is a problem that's just confined to 2020 and just confined to this group because that's right. all of, that's all of track and field for now until eternity. So given the given the options <clears throat> like right now I would love to watch Devin Booker safely score 70 on the Celtics. I would not complain right. about that. I would I'll love to score 70 on the Bulls. That's fine. Yeah, score 70 on whoever you want, DB. Go off, man. <laughs> I don't I don't care. Like yeah, I like when Shelby did this in 2018, it was set up for her to do a record in Belgium, right? It was a small meet in Belgium. Flanagan helped pace. The whole group was behind it. It's not that – it's just more effective now, I guess, is my, my point. They figured right. out a way to make this process more effective by not leaving home. But that has been imposed on them, Right. That, yeah, that exactly. Dated, like we don't we don't have options. So yeah, I don't want this to replace real racing in the future. Yeah, and it's not. But but yeah. it's, it's it's all we got right now. So I think it's uh, I think it's all right. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Brian, emailer formerly from Rally and PA, but now from Boulder. He says, "Jason, have you ever been to Boulder?" I was in Denver. Uh, oh, that's right. You did go re- for uh, relatively recently. Yeah, so that was that was good. I, I don't believe I've been to Boulder though. I believe that's where the great Larson Legree is from, though. He's from Boulder. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know he's what Colorado. Is, I believe it's Boulder there. What is he gonna do with his life? I mean, no, I mean, he's uh that they have the day, uh, day club open. Are open. No, so the the pool, like the <laughs> bottle service at the pool, kind of thing, is open. Larson, man, can't keep that guy down. No, he's gonna he's gonna make it work one way or the other. I was waiting for you to say he actually knows Dr. Anthony Fauci and has been doing some work. <laughs> IOC, this is Brian talking now. I know you're listening. Make the fifteen hundred five thousand double and all their doubles possible at the Olympics. Preach. Yeah, wouldn't you like to see Hulahan in both now? Oh man, I mean always. Get, yeah. Do you want to get angry about that now, or do you want to wait till twenty twenty one? I probably won't get just have the super fire until until we get closer. Yeah, you know. Okay, because yeah. it's not that she can do, obviously do it at the trials. Everybody can do it at the trials, but it's. But there's no reason not to make all these doubles possible. There's just no reason for it. Well, the IOC or I World Athletics last week. Well, they told Nick Sicardi that it was because the mixed gender four by four that Shawnee Miller Weibo can't get the, the two four double. <laughs> How, and, here's I got a solution. Let's dump the mixed gender four by four because no one cares. You take the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I did a video uh, last week on that exact topic, and you know what? Oh, and this is rare for when I do videos. People are like, "Yeah." <laughs> like, the internet was like, "Uh huh, yeah, yeah." So some some people disagreed because they're going to be contrarians and don't actually listen to what you're saying in the video. But most people were like, "Yeah, it's." If that's why they're uh, not going to let people do two and four doubles, that's right? Pretty stupid. Like, yeah, like is, but even though, say, like, say you you like the mixed gender four by four, and which is fine if you like that, I have no problem with you liking that. Do you want to see a mixed gender four by four over Shawnee Miller running two events? 
this seat because that is where that's where the real thing comes in like do you want to see one of the most talented and fun runners to watch in the world compete and in two events where she could go double gold or do you want to watch weird handoffs and this, we've had a we've had a mind meld on this show over the last 10 years jason because that was my exact point if you want to have it great but if you're telling me it's going to have any impact on a 2-4 double get rid of it and get it as far away from me as possible <laughs> yeah that's that's my thought on it get it Do out it, put it in the world relay games or whatever let's bring those back to the bahamas let's have some fun yeah. i'm all for it yeah in three years when we can do beats again all right yeah uh, Brian continues. Sorry, Brian. That was a tangent. Which performance was more impressive, Ahmed or Houlihan? Trick question. I actually think it might be Christian Schweizer's 14, 26, 22nd PR. I know Schweizer has wheels given her 1,500 PR indoor 3,000 record, but something about her strikes me as a 10,000 runner. Mm-hmm. I see her meddling in the 10,000 at the Olympics next year, similar to my take. The pre's best event would have been the 10,000, despite him being a 354 miler. 354 miler. Hmm. Thanks, Google. And he attaches a thing from wikipedia or google where it says what's pre's fastest mile and it says 13228 which of course was not what he ran in the mile that's what he ran in the 5000 of the trials when him and uh him and george young had a little mm. back and forth to go a little faster than he thinks he's going he won't have enough yeah. left to hurt you and that's exactly that's did did Hulahan not just do exactly that in this race i mean, I mean they, that's it's a good strategy i'm saying like that's it's come on i mean take away the 12 rabbits and the and the time trial setup here, but like you could kind of he- hear Bill Bauman's voice when when he's going when she's going uh, sixty, then she's clicking off those those last three laps like boom right, right? boom 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 like sixty uh, seventy 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 <laughs> seventy seventy and then sixty eight sixty five sixty one right yeah you know exactly. Your need to take the lead from the start costs you a good six seconds. Anyway, uh, oh, you asked for an update of my move. I've always wanted to live in a place like Colorado, and my company has an office outside Denver. A few other things fell into place, and here I am. How different is Colorado than North Carolina, though, really? That's what I've always said. Never been to North Carolina. Can't can't Mm. comment. Less Um, college basketball, but more NBA basketball. mm, Sort of. Yeah. Actually, well, people exact, care more. Exact amount of NBA basketball. People, people care more. Like, at least the Nuggets, like, you know. I mean, does I'm anybody sure. care about the... Hornets? Bobcats? Yeah, like, whatever. I mean, not since the 90s, right? No, I don't... I mean, I don't know a single... I don't know anybody from there. Actually, I know a couple people from there, but I don't... Devontae Graham? I mean, he was killing it for my fantasy team. It's the only reason I... I just don't know any fans. Anybody who's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a Charlotte fan, but... They're out there. I thought you were going to say... They love college basketball. It's, it's the mecca of college basketball, right? I thought that's Indiana. I mean, yeah, but like the, it, North Carolina has like the multiple schools who are always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North Carolina, you know, NC State and Duke. Like, that's a pretty good... Wake Forest? Powerhouse. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't forget right? Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah, see, like that's... Come on. Indiana, you got to step it up. Yeah. Well, they got Indiana, and they got Southern Indiana. <laughs> Northern with, Indiana. With uh, Larry Bird. Yeah. They got Purdue. They got Butler. You ever heard of Butler, Jason? Butler's good. Butler's, good. Butler did it. But, the, the, the Butler did it. Uh, okay. Let's go to Marshall. Yeah. Uh, he says, first off, I just want to remind everyone that the great state of Iowa has blessed our country with corn, bacon, and the top two American female 5K runners of all time. <clears throat> Ooh. Side note, 
I was also been playing high school baseball and softball for the past month, and postseason play gets underway this upcoming week. Social distancing and masks optional. Hmm. <clears throat> uh, I was I was not coughing because of that. I just cleared my throat. Uh, I think Shelby and Carissa can make compelling cases for the greatest Iowans of all time, right up there with Norm Borlag, Ashton Kutcher, Grant Wood, Herbert Hoover, Captain James T. Kirk, and Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy's from Iowa. Does he say that in the movie? I'm trying to remember. I mean, I know he's, you know, Made in up. San Diego. <laughs> I what's uh, Veronica Corningstone? What she? What, do they say where she came from? Well, I guess you don't know because she could have just worked at a, a previous spot. That doesn't that doesn't mm. mean that they were from there. Anyway, second, <clears throat> couple of observations from the glorified time trial put on by BTC Friday night. One, why were they wearing bibs? I think this is a great opportunity for track and field to explore bib alternatives. Two, I'm not 100%, but it looks like Ahmed, Lamong, and Schweiz were wearing the Zoomex spikes. It looks like Shelby wore plain old spikes. Haters are going to hate, but I just hope there's a not a big shoe take. Uh, I think Ahmed wore something called the Dragonflies, and maybe Lamong and Schweizer wore the ones from last year. And But Shelby's been in the same her old spikes for forever, and that's pretty much the extent of my shoe take and my information. Schweizer's improvement curve has been crazy over the past year. She dropped in 5K time from 15.02 to 14.26, her 3K from 8.41 to 8.25, and her 15 from 4.06 to 4.02. Four, Pete Julian and Jerry Schumacher need to put their heads together for a track meet ASAP. Finally, I would really encourage everyone to listen to Trayvon Brumell's interview on the Flow Track podcast last week. He's just an unbelievable person with a great outlook on life. I'm glad New Balance has stuck with him through his injuries. Crazy to think he just turned 25 on July 10th. All the best. That is Marshall, formerly from St. Louis. Oh, sorry, from St. Louis, formerly of Iowa. Sorry. Mm. Brian Great. changing the game here with where he – you're not allowed to move without written permission <laughs> of the show. Anyway. Good podcast, so you should listen to it. I, I wasn't on it, but very good. Yeah, I haven't listened to that, but I, I will check that out. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all for hearing that. Bibs, I don't know. Give them jerseys with numbers and names on the back. Come on, guys. It's all Jason's gonna keep beating that drum. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's. I'm standing harder on that than I am just about anything. You say you're standing or standing? Standing. Oh wow! I think is what listen, I said. I don't know. Yeah, That's what listen. you say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to you. Uh, more from Marshall. Uh, he listened to Alex and Ryan's podcast beneath the grandstand and they had chief's buddy Vin Lanana on last week, gave an interesting interview. Uh, he thinks the new hair field is the best facility in the world and should host NCAAs every year. He also dropped a bit that he wants to see Eugene host the 2026 world championships. Now you may say, well, there are no 2026 world championships. So how can Eugene host something that does not exist? Well, the better question is why are there no global championships in 2026? Why do we need an off year? If the stadium and fans are willing to be present and NBC is willing to pay money for the broadcast rights, why not have the championships, especially if Eugene is willing to host? Is there another major sport where they just say that once every four years we're not going to play a world championship? People would go nuts if the NFL said we're just going to have a regular season and not crown a champion. Now you may say that athletes need a year to recover, but that's a logical fallacy. Most athletes are still training hard in the off year. They have to earn a living after all, and if they aren't chasing world championships, they're chasing fast times. I'm sure I'm missing something, but it seems like a win-win to everyone involved. All the best. That is Marshall again. <clears throat> yeah, we've we've been down this road, Marshall, and we, we I don't think either of us could agree with you more. Um, it's insane that there's an off year. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think you're missing anything. I think it's just a dumb thing that we haven't fixed yet, and I think at some point it will be. I think it went from 
it was remember it used to be every four years, right? The first couple iterations yep. of world championships to okay, we'll just do it on odd years. That way you keep the even years clear for the Olympics and then European whatever whatever's no offense to those things, but they're they you know, the Commonwealth game. No, stop. If your answer to any question is the Commonwealth Games, no disrespect, but you're giving a bad argument. I mean, it's just you are. Uh, there's no reason why they can't do it, and I, I and it probably manifested itself into, eh, we'd like to do it, but we got to get a venue. And if Eugene is just going to say yes to everything and right. put up put up money to put it on, I don't know if they are though. I guess they'll see how profitable this thing is in 2022, and then decide if they want to do it four years later but or we just hold in london every year like you want you know well so the london anniversary games are are two are two days anyway right so why not we why don't we just figure out a way to do a championship schedule that's maybe not the full 10 days because we don't need to do it that way and maybe maybe extend it to six or something like that and then you could get a world championship out of it if you're not going to let shawnee miller weibo double anyway you're not going to let shelby (laughs) houlihan or Safan Hassan do a normal double. She has to do a superhero double. Then, then just cut down the day. Cut down the days. Cut down the amount of days. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Fixed it. Next. This is uh, Doug the Teacher. Yeah. I was thinking more about the Donovan Brazier double. A lot of people have said that they think an 815 is what Brazier should do. I am among those people that Doug is referring to. Me too. Do, 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 How many times has he probably heard that in his life? Sorry, Doug. Uh, anyway, however, I think that a more doable double, an easy double, one might say, would be the 800 4x4 double. The 800 final is on August mm. 5th, and the 4x4 first round is August 7th. I know that there are other worthy inclusions in the 4x4, Curly, Norman, Benjamin, Holloway, Cherry, London, Merritt, question mark. But he has to be considered at least, but he has to be considered at least. Looking at the schedule, it doesn't look like the mixed relay 4x4 ugh, would work for doubling unless he <laughs> wants to run five races from August 1st to 5th. But with his low mileage approach and clear foot speed, I could be convinced that he could run a 43 high, 44 low. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, if you want to hitch a ride on a, a US 4x4 team and get a medal, it's still cool. You still get double gold. But I don't it's think It's not a double, would, though. Yeah, it's not a double. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I agree. Like, I think he could absolutely be a 44 low. And yeah, he wouldn't surprise me at all if he could run 43 something in a relay. Um, it, yeah, first of all, it'd be tough to make the team, but I, I don't think it, it would be impossible for him. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it's just not a double to me. Like, you got to do the two, two singles because, you know, the, the relays are great. And yeah, I have no problem. Like, I would want to get that extra gold medal too because gold medals are awesome. Um, Mm-hmm. But it's just not the same, right? Right. It's not. It's not. And then let's just have him do the triple. Yeah. I mean, he could get, he so. could get on the the mixed gender one because the bar for winning that is even lower. My favorite moment. One of my favorite moments. I shouldn't say my favorite. I had a lot of favorite moments from Doha, but and I've told this story before. Was when someone in the mix zone asked Allison Felix how this compared to her other gold medals when she got the mixed gender one. <laughs> but no. <laughs> She she couldn't even and Allison Felix is uh always has been known for like always saying you know, she's very positive. Yes. Always, no. It's does, just does, does this yeah. mean as much as your two hundred meter Olympic gold medal that you worked your whole life for? No. Sorry. Does yeah, not. that's it's just not not quite the same. 
a little, mm-hmm. you know, just seems a little less. I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, I want. I want to know. Does she have them? Like, how does she set up her her trophy case or her trophy room? Because if she's gonna donate one, gonna that's the one that gets donated. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. And they say, which medals is from? Oh, the Doha World Championships. What event? Well, let me show you my other medals over here. <laughs> I have a vast array of them. Here's Joe. Hey, fellas. Hope all is well. So I had been putting off watching without limits because reasons. <laughs> Anywho, I was biased towards Prefontaine since I felt Arlie Emery was a closer look alike to Bowerman and Jared Leto was a national treasure. That's two Jared Leto references in the show, Jace. I finally got around it without limits, and I must say I prefer that one. Crudup was a yeah. great free. And President Snow, I mean Donald Sutherland, was fantastic. I also enjoyed watching Hank Schrader in the role of Dellinger. There were tons of roles filled with actors that went on to do a bunch of stuff, and it was cool to see them in an early role. It was genuinely a good movie, and I regret not watching it sooner. About the Bowerman 5K, I, there's just no, no question there. Just like I just want to let you guys know, I watched the movie. I mean, I, I appreciate it. you know it's yeah. it's hey, and I got nothing against Prefontaine the movie, but I like that he he went in with like admitted biases like on it. And he just goes, yeah, Without Limits is better, because it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not that Prefontaine's bad. It's just that Without Limits is really, really good. Joe continues, about this Bowerman 5K, Shelby and Schweizer are turning out to be a fun little rivalry. Mohamed is turning into an all-time great. And it seems LeMong is finding new life as a 35-year-old. Do you ever foresee some sort of award being named after Jerry Schumacher down the line as a coach of the year type thing? The guy knows what he's doing. Keep up the good work. That is Joe. Yes, absolutely. The thing with... The thing with Schweizer and Houlihan that's going to be interesting, we joke about the schedule being horrible, and it is, for, for doubles. But it, like, what are you going to do next year if you're Houlihan? We always say, go to the 15 because the randomness makes it winnable. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you just go to the – you try to avoid Safan Hassan, and if she does 5 and 10, then that thing really opens up. But you still have you know, Kip Yegon, Arlora – Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. There's a lot of people there who are capable of winning medals. Schweizer has her spot. It's that five thousand, and to get any medal in that event would be historic for a U.S. woman. But I still think Houlihan will stick with the fifteen hundred. I just I still think she'll stick with it, even though she's fourteen twenty three, and it's not her best event. Yeah, and her her speed plays big in both of them. So it's like either way, that that final lap in the in the fifteen that we know. I mean, that's you know everyone thinks they have that kick, but Hulhan is among the very best. Uh, and then in the five k, maybe maybe you know slightly less likely to come down to the final lap, but doesn't mean she can't pick off a few people f- to end up getting a medal. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so so either way, like that's that's a huge thing and. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would lean towards the fifteen hundred for now as well, um, just because she seems like such like a kind of perfect fifteen hundred meter runner. But man, it's all of a sudden you see you know fourteen twenties and you're in that finish it is is very tempting to to check out the five k as well. What do you think, Hassan's? I guess if the fifteen five is off the table again, does she do fifteen <sighs> ten? Or does she? Because five five ten is possible. Yeah, I, I feel like five ten seems most likely, um, but yeah, I don't know how much really she, you know. I don't know if she has any preference on actual like events. Like, I mean, she's going to be the favorite no matter what she runs. I feel like her man. I was trying to think. I was going to say she was. She's even more of a favorite in the five and the ten than she's in the fifteen. 
Yeah, but those, those, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how you how you level. They're all so high because she's so ridiculous. But it just just well, the the pure talent seems to come to the top more often the five and ten than the fifteen. Just because weird stuff happens in the fifteen sometimes. But who knows? Do you think Houlihan has a chance to beat her in the five? Not really. No. Like really, really long puncher's chance. Because I'm seeing that 68, 65, 61 close off an already fast pace. Right. Uh, yeah. Just, it's still, just, just what Hassan, I mean, and then, you know, hey, we're seeing Houlihan do, do really great things right now. But some of the stuff we've seen Hassan do and just do to the best in the world in the middle of a race and just decide, like, I'm going to destroy all of you. It's just it, that's hard for me to forget. I guess if Hassan is twenty, if twenty twenty one Hassan is twenty nineteen Hassan, I agree. I don't think she can lose. Yeah, but but if there's even a little bit of a drop off there, yeah, I I could I could see Shelby being able to pull the upset on it. And I want to see. I guess I want to see Shelby in more. There's not a ton of like big five yeah. Ks throughout the year, but I, no, I do want to see her in more. Those. Well, yeah, exactly. But I I do want to see her in more like real five Ks. Because hey, like I said, four you know fourteen twenty matters regardless, and then that speed plays regardless. But like seeing her mix it up with you know Hassan and Obiri and whoever yeah. else, yeah, like yeah. that. That's what I really, really want to see. I guess you're right, and that's untested. We've seen her on the Diamond League circuit. We've seen her run that over and over again, and we understand that she can win those types of races. But yeah. we haven't we haven't really seen the the five thousand there but i i think with this performance she definitely she was already close but dropping another 10 seconds off the point you made in the beginning of the show was spot on it's just the the confidence of okay her pr is only two seconds better than mine normally americans get into that race and they're like okay well i've run 1450 and they've run 1420 (laughs) so yeah and if they if they make the big move halfway through the race like i can't go with them or i won't survive like now that can be can be left out a little bit which is which is massive Mm mm-hmm all right, let's go to let's go to Paul of Argyle, Texas. Yeah, about about the Lyles race. Well, after giving me a heart attack, I finally found out what had happened in Noel Lyles' race, and like all track fans, was both oddly relieved that the world still somewhat made sense and annoyed that somehow the meet in quotes officials, if there were any, put the current world. 200 meter champion in the wrong lane. I figured pretty much everyone will be writing on this topic, so allow me to pose pose a question. He wrote this before the Houlihan race, and the, a med race, by the way. I thought of it because uh, my girlfriend isn't a runner and doesn't know anything about track, and I, after nerding out about how could that possibly happen, explained to her how in sprint events in the 800, the participants have to be staggered in different lanes or to all run the same distance. She was visibly annoyed by me going off about this small detail, which made me think of this question. What is your favorite pedantic track fact that you love to tell people to seem really smart about track? As always, thanks for putting on a great show every week. I look forward to hearing more pedantic track facts from both y'all and the house of run audience mine is mine normally intersects when it football comes into play and people ask me Mm. is is this and this doesn't happen that often but people say hey how fast is this person really fast and then i look up the time and i explain to them hand time versus automatic timing or or (laughs) wind readings those would be my two yeah, or the uh, running start versus actually starting a race. <laughs> that That's always one of my favorites. Oh, this soccer player ran 9.8 in the 100. Uh, oh, did he, though? Or in the 60-year, you know, whatever it is. And it's like, 
No, because he was already at full speed. You think that might be an advantage? You think if we took Usain Bolt's like eighty to one eighty split yeah, yeah. in the two hundred, that might yeah. be pretty good. Um, so yeah, that's definitely one. Um, that's a good. That's a good question. I'm trying to think what other little things like that. What I'm sure the listeners will have some what good all, ones. What about when people ask you about shoes? Oh man, I just I I teach them. I'm like, hey. Shoes don't matter. This is all a conspiracy. <laughs> Daniel from Santa Clarita. I have a fun game that I think listeners would enjoy. It's called If Noah Lyle's Time Was Not a Mistake, what would everyone be saying and thinking right now? <laughs> uh, I, I was, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Is it, it, to me, it's unquestionably the greatest track performance in the history of ever. Of ever. And maybe, <laughs> maybe the greatest like, single physical feat of all time in anything. Oh wow! Okay, I was gonna say Watto would be at his door, but you took it in a serious direction, so that's good. Yeah, so he he runs legit eighteen nine into into a big headwind. Alone, but people wouldn't, but people wouldn't believe it. I think is is no, is but like th- this is. I mean, we're meant to believe. Like th- I, I'm saying, if this was a hundred percent, like hey, we checked everything, we remeasured, we you know, I mean, it's not gonna get ratified, but let's say it, you know, did like I there's no you're breaking their usain bolt record by almost three tenths into the wind it's the most like improbable thing yeah it beggars belief as our friends like just as far yeah i think just as far as like a physical feat i think it might be the most impressive thing ever yeah but you could i think uh practical level so you're saying if they it all checked out and it was legit yeah I, i think that i think that's what he's saying right like, I mean, I guess people would go drugs first. You're right. That would be the first thought would be like, hey, let's test him. And then he comes back. You know, everything's good. I think timing. Listen, you're talking to a guy who did a multiple thousand word oral history about a time that happened <laughs> <laughs> that people don't believe. I think, yeah, when the whole wind thing would have been examined, the length of the track would have been examined. The timing system would have been examined because that's not even like a. I mean, it's so far beyond even like drug stuff because again, he just ran a nine ninety three. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't make any logical sense. Uh, no, but like let's say all that checks out. I can't put myself there. I, I admire know. you for being able to do that. I physically can't put myself in the headspace. I did you when you did you see the time before you watched the race? Like yes. Did, did you see? Sorry, did you see the time before it was explained why it was eighteen ninety? Yeah. So I was catching up via Twitter, did and you? then I saw people saying. 1890 did you 18, ever you know, for a moment think it was real no okay n- n- neither did i so you're yeah we're on the same plane there yeah but i'm saying like say you know after the fact we we do every we go through our our due diligence we do every single thing and everything checks out and i think you know it, it, in the moment it wouldn't even be possible to like it would still just be like but and i'd be, look forward to all the conspiracy theories and everything else that would come out because of it but like if everything came out clean on the other side I would just go, I don't know what to do, but that's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And obviously, we would all be waiting for him to run again. Yeah. That's and then if, you know, he never runs, <laughs> yeah, he never runs above 19, no, below 19.5, like, it would become this, like, impossible yeah. thing, because it is. He's got the butterflies, but, maybe. Yeah, there would probably be some good shoe takes out there, too, which I guess in that Adidas aspect, I'm, like, really, I'm really happy that it didn't happen in the sense that we don't have to hear those takes. 
but yeah i think if it was legit time it's the most impressive physical feat that any human's ever done oh i agree but it'd be one thing if the it, it yeah it's just hard with like because yeah then you'd have to go back and do it again and then that would be no for sure yeah but i never yeah i, I saw the time even before they corrected it i was like okay this is yeah, and like I said, I, kudos to the answer, because in the moment, even then, I, I don't expect him to go, oh my god, this is the greatest, you know, but just to immediately just go, that can't be, like, kind of laughing a little bit is yeah. is the perfect response to that, to, like, to watching that, because it's, cause it's the same thing, we all just go, wait, what? Yeah. No, it's just, the great part about it is, I saw someone convert the time, and it's 20.1 or something. <laughs> yeah, which... You know, I it's better and, that way because if they screwed him out of like a really good time, that for sure t- that'd have been tough. Yeah, and I'm sure like yeah, he probably was gonna run between 199 and maybe 198 at like be- you know best case scenario in considering this yeah. setup. Yeah, like and he was into the wind, so probably not even that fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, Aaron, not Aaron, but Aaron. Yeah. Your discussion of advantages running was interesting last week. I'm not sure what this light thing you're talking about is, but context tells me there's some kind of laser android at the track pacing people these days. <laughs> no, it's a light on the inside rail. It's called what? Wave light technology. And you can set it to a certain pace. They did it in the Impossible Games in Oslo. And it follows them around. So they just follow the light on the inside of the track. Anyway, he says Kind of like those in those arcades where you have to stop the light spins around all the light bulbs and you have to stop it in between the things to get tickets it's exactly like that okay i've never two people know what i'm talking about (laughs) shout out two people anyway you mentioned as one example that watches would be a tech advantage for runners competing to previous generations this is true according to wikipedia pavo nermi was known for almost always running with a pocket watch in his hand uh but he spanked uh everyone in 1924 because they were still drinking scotch at 1k intervals (laughs) yeah yeah it's a I better mean, time. Yeah. I mean, that, it's not the only, you know, it's not why Pavo Nermi was fast, but uh, certainly helped, I would guess. Let's go to Angus, formerly from Alberta, now from Nova Scotia. Oh, drink. Who's probably very excited about Mohamed. But he wrote it should before, be, yeah. He wrote this before Mohamed, I think. Yes, he did. Just want to clarify in the last pod, there was an email about drug testing and the testers, quote, watching the stream. I've only been tested once. Oh. But I've had friends that have been tested multiple times. And all of our experiences through track and field and a few friends in triathlon, they do follow this procedure in Canada. I would assume that they do this in other states as well. It is definitely awkward and did not help speed the process along. One of the reasons that my test took three plus hours and I missed dinner that evening. <laughs> so he was he was uh, observed, Jason. He was observed. Waiting outside the door would leave too much of an opening to replace the sample, especially if it's a random test at home. Chances are, if you're doping, cheating, the doping system is not a huge moral bar for you to get over. All the best to Angus. Yeah, okay, so there's some... I, I did not know It's a that. good point. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure, obviously. We'd never done it, but I mean, it makes sense, even though it's uncomfortable and strange. But like, yeah, there's... We've, we've heard about, you know, tampering holes through walls, all that sort of thing, so... Yeah, I guess you you got you got to do what you got to do. I don't know. Here we go, Brandon, formerly from the Bronx, currently of Harrison, New York. I found Drink. the Coleman situation interesting. Want to put in my two cents? It's interesting. He's from Harrison, New York, and we have a longtime emailer named Harrison. 
I just that made me think of Harrison. Who's from and Brendan? I, we, That's weird. We haven't <laughs> we haven't heard from Harrison. Yeah, while. Harrison, you out there? Hello, hello. I believe that Coleman should get a one year suspension instead of two years. He did break the rules and deserves a punishment, but I feel that missing the Olympics is too far. It would be bad for the sport if the competition for fastest man in the world didn't have the fastest man in the world. They can always strip a medal if it turns out he was doping, but they can never rerun a race if he wasn't. This whole situation got me thinking, though, if he does miss the Olympics, that would certainly increase a different American's chances of winning gold. That's right. I'm talking about Justin Gatlin. Why bring up Gatlin, you might ask? <laughs> well, I just think it'd be hilarious if he wound up as an Olympic champion in the 100 in both 2004 and 2021. Whew. A 17-year gap in medals. Frankly, it would be as ridiculous as Asbel Kiprop coming back in 2028 Olympics and winning gold in the 1500, doping suspension similarities and all. Curious if you guys could come up with any other gaps in medals that would be equally as ridiculous. Love the show. It's a highlight of my week. That is Brendan from Harrison. Thank you, Brendan. Uh, I mean, totally Lopez, possible Gatling could win that too. If if yeah, it would take some, around. It would take a couple things, but he's he's in. I mean, he's running at an elite level right now, and that's all yeah. I mean, he's right you know, and it's hey, age is against him, but it has been against him, um, and he you know, keeps winning medals. Yeah, I brought he, won up Lamont. Sil- he won the silver last year, so. Yeah. I, I, I brought up Lamont early. He didn't medal, but the fact that he keeps making all these teams in, like, different events is just bizarre. Uh, you look at his range. Uh, gaps in medals. I'm <sighs> sure there's some really good ones. Right uh, Also, I mean, he, he brought up Aswell Kiprop, and I, I just want to bring up Kiprop is now following me on Twitter. I think thanks to Julian's tweet to him that I'm his biggest fan. And, uh, it, uh, it, it made me very happy. I mean, I sh- we should, that would be I amazing. Would, I would pay like, a, I would pay you $200 just to do an Asbel Kiprop one-on-one. <laughs> I mean, I'd be very tempted. Uh, that'd be a good, a good exclusive. I would, I would, I would very much enjoy that. I mean, he would respond to your DM, right? I mean, hopefully he, he doesn't follow very many people too. I was thinking like, Oh, he probably follows like thousands of people. But it's like only a couple hundred, maybe. And he tweets. He tweets a lot. He tweets a lot. Uh, okay, we got. I want to get to these voicemails. Oh, let me do here. Let's one from Ward. He says, "Just finished listening to the episode about the order of the British Empire with some rewatching of Rio on the side. While I followed along with the video, I was happy <laughs> to find there wasn't a geo block on the one you linked. Either way, the concept worked out surprisingly well. Still, my only suggestion for next time would be to call out the video's time here and there." Mm. As sort of a resync. My streams tab crashed at some point, and that made it trickier to get back in line with you guys. Yes, we'll That's do a good that. Point. Yeah, and I think it'll be better if we don't do it live, just because our like my stuff was getting kind of slow and glitchy, and that was kind of weird. So yes, that's good feedback. I knew it was happening, but I was still sad to see Borley, which one, uh, not able to outlean <laughs> Bahamas for a bronze on the four by four. You didn't even give him a mention for coming so close. Also, this might have been. The first time I listened to your podcast at one time speed rather than 1.5, rather confusing. Yeah, everybody sounds drunk when you go from 1.5 down to one. Like, when I listen, <laughs> I've to never podcast, made the full switch. I it, it's always it was weird to me, and I, I don't. I know it's. I I should listen at one and a half because I'm always behind on podcasts. But uh, yeah, I always do. I always do just regular. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. It depends on the show, depends on the situation, but then when you do do a bunch at 1.5 and then you go back to one, you're like, wait, why is Nate Silver drunk when he's talking <laughs> about the election? It's really weird. The slow 1500 got me thinking 
or was it something else that you guys mentioned? I don't recall. They should change the schedule of World and Olympics so that the decathlon and heptathlon are held first. Any winning mark in the latter competition that doesn't improve on the time or distance from the decathlon or heptathlon, you give that medal to the decathlete or heptathlete. Only requirement is that the DECA or HEP person finish the entire event. And why stop there? Maybe pull all put all running events in descending order for distance. 10K race has a better 5K split than the 5K. No medal for the 5K runner. Will it make it easy? Will it make easy doubles easier? Will there be an easy triple now when you just skip the event in between? Well, that would be Hassan, right? That would be Safan Hassan's thing. Put me in the 10K. I'll split. I'll win three and one. I'll do the fastest 15, five, and 10. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'd have to do the splits for the, from the start of the race. You couldn't do mid-race splits, I don't think. I think that that's that's adding too much element to it. But uh, I do like the decathlon one. Yeah. All right, I'm all for do, that. We got two voicemails from Chief and then a song from Scooter. Which one should we do first? Oh, um, let's see here. I will. Uh, I'll do some some Chief voicemails. Okay, let's knock those out. And then Scooter has a very special song, which is like three minutes long or four minutes long. So we got to leave time for that. <laughs> Here we go. What up, boys? Chief from from Illinois, now Indianapolis, Drink Your Milk, Berlin. Wanted to complain for a second about the Bowerman um, 5K that they did, the time trial. The filming on that was horrendous. I could only watch about. 30 seconds. I don't know if any House of Run listeners were able to get through the entire thing, but that was just complete trash, especially when you compare it to um, Pete Julian's group. So that was really cool. Great camera angles, good announcing, so that was solid. Um, Other thing, Jason, did you forget to post the link to the live show? I didn't see it last weekend. And then all of a sudden on Monday I have this episode that um, I didn't even know occurred. So let me know what's going on with that. That Peace, boys. That one was my fault. I probably did not do a good job posting the link. Early we were we weren't as, as good about it. It got, it got posted, but it was much later. Mm-hmm. Um. Along with my, you know, twenty-two second episode, episode mm-hmm. um, that had the usual usual stuff there. So, yeah, sorry about that. It was it was kind of yeah, a little little more last minute. And for clarification, he's talking about the first Bowerman time trial one, not the one we, we were talking about. Yeah, because this last yeah. one actually was very good. They mm-hmm. yep. they probably chief probably called them, said, "Hey, you guys need to step this up," and uh, they were like, "Of course, for you, chief, we'll do anything." Yeah. Um, so. All right, all right. He's got this other voicemail about Hermes. I'm not. I just see that uh, about Hermes, like the designer. I'm just looking at the transcript, and the oh. transcript's always funny because some of the words come through correctly and some of them don't. But we'll play this one, and then we'll do Scooter's song. All right. What up, boys? Chief from Illinois, now Indianapolis. Drink your milk, Braylon. Uh, calling about a few things. One uh, is Kevin now Nostradamus because. Pretty sure you said that uh, Schweizer and Houlihan were going to go for the American record, and it's happening tonight. So kudos to you. You finally got something right on the show. I'm, I was waiting for a prediction on who was going to get it, but you've yet to uh, yet to let that that cat out of the bag just yet. Um, also, the kid that called in about the 
wave light technology helping races and being an unfair advantage, look, the the professional runners don't even follow real pacers. What makes you think that all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, there's a person in front of us? Well, shit, now I'll, you know, I'll just follow this light, you know, a, a real person wasn't getting it done, but this light, yeah. No, that's not going to happen. Um, and Amos had the best pacer of all. He just followed David Ludisha. What makes you think all of a sudden now he's going to be able to, now that he's got an artificial light, a laser, now he's all of a sudden going to be able to beat the goat? Yeah, I just don't, I just don't buy it. Uh, with that, peace, boys. I looked at the wrong transcript. That, that, oh. That's why there was no Hermes in there. I was you, just that, like, man, I was waiting for it. You played the right one, but I was looking at the wrong transcript. Um, yes, I did make a prediction on the other podcast. I did say Houlihan was going to be the first woman to break 1430, and she was going to win. And I think I said Schweizer was going to go under the American record but not break 1430. So I was right about some things, wrong about other things. But predictions, anybody can do predictions. There's no fun in that. Yeah, I mean, we get them right every once in a while, but we get them wrong way more often, probably. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a good point about that. I mean, yeah, they rarely follow pacers. I think that's they'll they could come. I think they'll be a bigger deal in races that are you know specifically like time trial type races and not like real big like big events, which I don't think they would be in any way. Um, you know, certainly not championship style races or anything like that because time doesn't necessarily always matter in those. So, but I think, yeah, specifically like record chasing. And if they have big bonuses for stuff like that, maybe it'll help someone out, but I don't know. I'm still waiting to, to form an opinion on that one. Mm-hmm. You know, who didn't need it to run fast. The Bowerman track club. That's true. Just <laughs> need right, an we... army full of teammate pacers. <laughs> you just need a really good team and an enormous team. Uh, okay. Let's do scooter. He responded to the call for a song. About Wilson Kipsang's doping defense that was disproven about a landslide, um, which led to the four-year ban. So we're going to play that song now. Thanks to also to Jay Wilson, not the beach, but we'll get to your email next week. And then I think we have one more Marshall one that we'll get to next week. We're digging out of the Marshall email hole here, but we'll do those two <laughs> next week. We're going to close out with with this song by Scooter, dedicated to a doping excuse. Here we go. <laughs> Sanged by my whereabouts On my way home But I turned around And I saw my career In a snow-covered hill Where the landslide brought it down Hey, look at this picture Of an overturned truck even though it wouldn't happen for three more months. Did I tell you my sister was the bride? We were just dancing to the cha-cha slide. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Uh, 
promise I've never taken drugs I swear that's the truth If I was doping I think I'd have run faster than 209 last year Don't you? I just say that I'd retired and forgot to opt out. And if you see my career here in a snow-covered hill, well, the landslide brought you down. And if you see my career here in a snow-covered hill, well, maybe. God, that was that was great. I really, really enjoyed that. That the opening, uh, not Spart in particular, like just just killing it with the lyrics. Yeah, he said definitely in the wrong chord for me. However, I don't think there's a right chord for me. <laughs> and yeah, strung out the gate. And then I wanted to say, hey, you know, scooter, you don't need to do the whole song, right? You can just, you can do the first minute and then and then cut it. But like we do a podcast, it's like. 100 minutes so who am i to tell people to do shorter work right i mean that's the whole that's the whole the, the whole game here right it's just right go yeah, as long it's... as you want have as much fun as you want yeah and i mean then you know it's two and a half minutes in i'm still laughing so i can't oh yeah, yeah. you know I, I i who am i who, who am i to say anything well i, I love that seriously guys they're in 203 <laughs> that's a good line thank you scooter it made me laugh now if you have time this week I don't know how you're going to come up with a North North American record song, but go crazy on that one. And I'm sure there's some interest out there um, amongst our friends north of the border and the people who just love Continental Records. I think they will they will be into it. So that's it for the show. I got to bounce. My kids are going crazy. Hasselrun at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. Uh, Jason, I appreciate it. Um, 
your co-hostiness again. <laughs> hey, thank always. you. That's you know, it's what I do. Like I, I, I thought about it. I was like, man, I could never be the real. I don't want to be the host. Host. The co-host is the best gig. I get. <laughs> I just just comment on stuff. I don't have to come up with smart things or fill five podcasts a week. Like this is this is the right thing for me. Yeah. Well, we're, I'm co-host too, right? Co-host. co-host. Uh, you're the host. That's okay. Like you're the host. I'm the co-host. I think that's I think that's accurate, and I I that's the way it should be. Oh, whenever I email people, I say. I'm Kevin, the co-host of House of Run. Have I been doing this wrong for like several? I years? mean, I, I think co you're under together co. It, like it does, but I, you know, I think I'm, the, you know, I'm the the, the the sidekick, and that's that's good. Yeah, I okay. Well, we'll figure this out before we record <laughs> next week. This might be the last episode because uh, <laughs> I didn't know I, I didn't know that's how you felt. All right. Anyway, send us an email houseofrun@gmail.com for my host Jason. <laughs> I'm Kevin. See you guys next week. Jess Gennis. I just mean Kevin steers the show. I am I am I put in my things and that's the right move. Kevin's stronger at this stuff.